Is suffering really optional? You know, that's a great question. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Four. Suzanne Hart, who is our guest today on Life's Inside Track. And it is amazing that we get to get get to come together to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we get to turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. Yay! I know, right? And today with Suzanne Hart, Mastery Mindset Mentor, we're going to unpack and consider is suffering really a choice you know yetta it is now i gotta say to uh, you, i know you heard me i know the first time i heard it i was sitting oh, in a conference when people do things to you you suffer you can't choose that i know don't you? but but you see sometimes we have a choice but we don't know it's a choice oh. so the first time i heard it i was sitting in a conference in a full-blown pity party i mastered a pity party I was having, I could have had friends invited to this party. It was so bad or so good. (laughs) And I heard these words and I was just like, no, not at all. However, sometimes we make choices and we don't actually know it's a choice. So you're talking about the conscious decision versus the unconscious decision of suffering. Right. So So when we suffer, like pain and things that happen. It's a reaction. It's a reaction to something that's going on. So pain's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But suffering's optional. Yes. So Okay, we need to unpack that a little bit. I know, I know. So life so life comes down our street, knocks us over, we aren't expecting it, and the first response or reaction is to suffer. Like right? somebody rear ends my car and I have to spend a year and a half getting doctor care yeah. and chiropractic care and osteopathic care and I'm suffering. Right. So the first emotional response is to suffer. We get angry. We blame people. Yeah, that. We do all this. They didn't have to hit me, you know. Right. But you, I was stopped. Ever notice, ever notice that someone can't make you feel a certain way? You, you said it, right? So yeah, I've said, said it, it you've said it. So the reality is someone can't make us suffer. However, suffering is the reaction to when things don't go the way we want it. Right. So the question I had, well, what do you do? If it's a choice, what will allow me to actually get into a place where I can make the choice? What I came to realize was I suffer when I don't want to accept what's going on. Wait, so let's use my car accident example because mm-hmm. I didn't cause that accident. No. I was parked well right. at the stoplight right. like you're supposed Mind, to do. Minding your own business. Minding my own business. And then and somebody, boom, and it was on Valentine's Day. Right. Ah, so, Like, what so, is that? So we get upset because yeah. we don't want this thing to be happening. Right. However, it's happened. Yes. Simple. Yeah, yes. you can't change that. You can't, you can't change. You can't change, you can't change it. That you ran into your back end. So, what I learned is my access to stop my suffering is not my den- like my denial and upset and why did this happen to me? It's to go, okay, 
This is where it's at. This is this is the cards I've been dealt in this moment. This is the situation. The reality is I can't change what happens. Correct. But I can change how I respond to what happens. Okay. And that's the access when we stop. We get to shift out of suffering. Because it's when I don't want to accept and I want to respond in a way that has me feel helpless, has me feel like the victim, has me feel pain. That's when I'm in suffering. When I'm able to say, okay, so this is, a, this is what's happening. This is the cards I've been dealt. This is my reality. Now what? I actually stop that pain. It doesn't go away instantly, but I give right. myself access so what's to something the, else. What is the definition of suffering versus, say, having an upset? Because I think for me and for many people, it has often felt like one in the same. It's like, we're, how do you separate them? I, th- I think what I've come to, Yetta, is upset is the initial response, right? The initial reaction. I'm upset, I'm surprised, and whatever. Suffering is the prolonging of it. When I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it, I'm complaining about it, I'm having the party, the pity party. The pity mean. party. Not the nice party. Yeah, ca- I'm, my I'm calling my friends. Do you know what happened to me? And I'm reliving it and replaying over, it over, and replaying and it. Again. And the more I replay it, the more those emotions get activated. The more I replay it, the more people validate those emotions. So they get expanded. You know, so what we focus on becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. It expands, baby. Right. Absolutely. That's when we get into that suffering because we're beyond the incident. We're taking the incident into our future into the next place we go, into the next encounter we have. I take it over okay. here. So, into every conversation yeah. so, or many conversations. You know, Yetta's pretty much 100% recovered for that, from that uh, incident. But there are people that carry forward into their future limitations caused by something. An Absolutely. incident. So, so notice this. Have you noticed that there's people who have situations happen and they have limitations, and some of them excel, grow, and yeah. become like they have these profound lives. Yeah. And then there's the other person who gets stuck right there, mm-hmm. and all they talk about is what they can't do, how this happened, how it, what it took away from them, all these things, because their focus or perspective is still stuck in the circle. So they circle. are focused on what got taken away, right. not... On what remains, what remains, and what I can do, with and what, what I remains. can do, and that is, and the fo- and the first step to being able to see more and see different is, can I just accept where I am right now? And so, and sometimes that's for me is tears, it's it's mourning what was, it's a process. But when I get to be able to accept it and sit in it and go, okay, so this is where I'm at. Then I have access to what you're talking about. So you accept the impact. Mm-hmm. You're not denying the medical bills or the rehabilitation or whatever's required. You're not denying the things that must take place to get through right. it. You're not denying that it may have lingering implications. Right. You're just not living and reliving and suffering. That and also focusing on what was. Mm. Do you know, like before this, 
before this happened, I used to do this. That's so painful because you're not looking forward. That's suffering. Yeah, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> you're not looking forward. You're looking back and you're not creating anything. So you're actually dragging your past right into your present. And it's something you can't change. Right. So suffering, prolonged suffering. I mean, there there is suffering where you initially had the accident. There's pain in the body, whatever, right? There's... It's currently going on. So you just, but how long? You just made a distinction, mm-hmm. though. So I could have pain and discomfort in my body. That's a that's that's a real thing. But if I continuously focus on that pain in my body here, in your brain, in my mind, and I can and I talk about it, I complain about it. It is going to expand. And mm-hmm. It's going to become my focus. But if right. I decide, okay, this is this is where I'm at. I'm going to be uncomfortable, and I start focusing on possibility mm. or what's next. My focus changes, therefore, the suffering dissipates. Yeah. So, really, what Suzanne is saying, I think, if I'm listening well, is once I start thinking about possibilities rather than stuck in what was, I actually get access to release the suffering. Absolutely. And and your access is to actually be in that place for the moment. And and oftentimes it's morning. Right. Mm. Great. Well, we're grateful to be your partners moving forward on this journey of developing wealth, wisdom, and worth. But it's not my fault. I'm the victim. I hate being the victim. Oh, me too. Ah. Uh, We've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside track episodes, insider tips on real estate, making house home, building generational legacy, and even life exponential. The great news is you get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. We're going to discover lots of things. And one (laughs) of the things we're going to discover is the value of taking responsibility. That's when a it big com- word. How many I, letters? I know. That? Two, I don't four, even six, want to know. eight, ten, Responsib- twelve, fourteen. Right. That's a lot of big word responsibility. I'm- you need big shoulders to put responsibility on. You do. You do. And you so need you need mature shoulders. You do. So Suzanne, if it's if it's somebody else's fault, I didn't do it. How on earth am I supposed to take responsibility for that? Well, I'm gonna even make it. A bit bigger, I'm going to say you take 100% responsibility. No, 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 no. Why 100? 100%. So this is is the interesting thing. And do you notice when you're not, when it's not your fault, do you feel like a victim? Yes. If it's not my fault, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's not mine. Why should I take responsibility for that? So this is the interesting thing. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because the minute when I'm feeling like the victim and I'm pointing out there, I've given out there all the power for my change. Does that make sense? Sure, mindset mastery mentor. <laughs> I think so, that makes sense. So, so, it, if, yeah. if, so in other words, I'm doesn't saying doesn't mean it feels good. It, no, it, it doesn't feel good at all. So, I'm saying when Yetta apologizes, I'll feel better. When Yetta says it's her fault, I'll feel better. When Yetta does yeah, that something, works. that that's what we do, yeah, we and do. it makes perfect sense. However, now I'm in this delay, waiting for Yetta to decide. When she actually did something, but she might not even know she did it. And what if she never does? 
Now I'm in full-blown suffering for a long time. So this is the interesting thing about the access that responsibility gives you. Responsibility isn't blame. And I want to make that distinction because we often think that blame and responsibility, when you say it's not my fault, don't blame me. It's not my fault. Don't blame me. So responsibility is simply my ability to respond to what's happening to me. Oh, it's got that word in it. Response. Right? So So say it slower. My ability to respond to a situation or what's happening to me. Suddenly it shifts. It's response ability. I never saw that before. There you go. Now it's two smaller words. I can handle it now. And it makes perfect sense. And now you feel a little empowered. It's how I, I respond. I have the ability to respond no matter what's happening. So when I say 100% responsibility, what I'm really saying is no matter what the situation, whether you caused it or not, whether it's your fault or not. Consider, so even if it was your fault, Suzanne? Absolutely. And even if, or it's, or it's your fault, or I'm just the innocent mm. person in the, once the situation's put before me, I always have the ability to choose how I'm going to respond. What I'm actually doing in that moment is I'm taking my power back. Nice. So, and eliminating so, suffering. Okay, so I got to say Your own this. suffering. And yeah, decreasing so, my... So my response is within my ability that's when I get my power back. There you go. Is that what go. you're saying? Yes. Wow. If you want deep stuff like this, you might want to check out <laughs> Suzanne's, <laughs> what did we call it? Mastermind, right? Is it, yeah, absolutely. It's a mentoring in mastering your mindset. And how would they connect with you if they wanted to uh, tap into some more of your brilliance? Absolutely. They'd go to SuzanneHart.com. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out everything around the, about the mastermind, and you'll also be able to get in touch with me that way. And uh, you can jump into that. It's an ongoing program. They can jump in. Yeah, it's it, people access every quarter. We have an intake call where we set goals and cast a vision, and I get really clear on what they want to do. And the mastermind is basically an accountability process where you're working on your goals, but we always get stuck, just like we did. It wasn't my fault. I'm now stuck. How do we shift your thinking to get you unstuck out of your own way so you can keep moving towards what you want to do? And how you spell Suzanne is S-U-Z-A-N and heart, H-A-R-T. Short. Both are short. Right. Both are short (laughs) versions. No E on Suzanne, no double N's. It's just S-U-Z-A-N-H-A-R-T dot com. Perfect. Got it. Because, you know, I could see people out there looking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's efficient, though. That's efficiency when you drop off all those extra letters you don't really need. (laughs) Or you break them down into small things like Like, response and ability. Exactly. There you go. Back to response and ability. That is so cool. Wow. Okay. So now that it's my responsibility to respond, what next? Well, this is the this is the piece. Once you take your power back and you give up blaming someone else, it's interesting how the world opens. Because once I take my power back and I go, I can respond, I tend to start asking myself different questions. So before you probably asking me asking questions like why me? Why is this happening to me? Why did they do that to me? Why did they do this to me? And what is wrong with them? They there's no answer. Right. But once you start shifting and you say, What can I do now? Given my situation, how can I respond? Your mind goes looking. For a solution. For a solution. Rather than the problem, problem. being amplified. Right. And me suffering. Right. So I like some to say more. so I like to say you move from victim to stepping into being the hero in your life. 
the victor. Yeah. Right? The hero Absolutely. in your own world because you now take responsibility. Not responsibility for the thing that happened because if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. You're taking 100% responsibility for how you respond and move forward. Perfect. Perfect. Is that better said? I couldn't have said it better. That's good. You, you're a quick study yet. Mm, yeah, after the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours we've had having this conversation. Already. She's very, very sharp. So the value is you get your power back. Yes. Any other values? I, I, for me, it's you, you start looking forward. So now you're no longer looking in the past. Mm-hmm. You are fully planted in the present, and you're able to cast forward in terms of what you want next what would you like life to be with what's the next step so you're unstuck right and you're and now you're at choice choice that's the whole point of this whole conversation right. isn't it like we have the choice yeah. so suffering's a choice mm-hmm. and responding is, is a, a choice. choice with responsibility right for your response there you go it's a choice, it's a choice. and whenever you're in choice you have power absolutely and as soon as you don't have a choice, you'll feel trapped, cornered, powerless. Yep. And cornered, you said, Suzanne? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. That's not fun. No. Trapped. Ick. Like an animal. Mm-hmm. It's no fun. No. I want to take 100% responsibility. Will you take 100% responsibility? <laughs> I will. Will yeah. you, Suzanne? Absolutely. So, so <laughs> now what if, if you take 100% responsibility, does that mean I have no responsibility? Not for mine. Oh, that's good. We all have responsibility. We all have to take 100% responsibility. responsibility. And that actually makes the best relationships. Mm, so I got a question mm. for you as you listen. What have you mm. been avoiding mm. taking 100% responsibility for that will free you up by taking that responsibility? 100%. 100% of it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for growing alongside of us because we're passionate about positioning you, Suzanne, and everyone for generational legacy. Is it possible to be addicted to suffering? I used to be. Anyway, we are excited and honored, actually, that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only helping you sell, buy, and invest in real estate, but really over 317 times we got to do that, but really also helping you build your faith, helping you build your fun, helping you build your finances, even helping you build, flourish, and strengthen within your relationship. So really, 30 years of building your life, your wealth, and your home. And now we're getting to explore how we can become addicted. That's like a strong word. How we can become addicted to suffering. My problem is I'm sitting here and the song Addicted to Love is just running and running and running through my head. Is that suffering? No. But is it running running through your head now? I hope not. So running through our head, though, is the is really how we get to being come addicted to suffering. So Suzanne, it's unpack. having it's having a, a a bad situation or a situation mm. you don't like on repeat. Yeah, mm. like on autoplay, like an, on, auto, an autoplay, and then yeah. going. Have you heard the song? And then the friend goes, "No," and you go. Then you go tell them the situation, and then you go on to the next. And did I tell you about? 
and they and you go on and and we all do a certain amount of this yeah the 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 trick is to catch ourselves and yeah go, and are we doing it about good things or are we doing, doing it about, about things well, that suffering. are out of our control, control which extends our suffering which we talked about in absolutely segment, segment a. a yeah and so i've noticed in the past i kept sharing that you know oh, yeah. like I, if i got a uh, a broken rib no yeah that too a little bit um, if I got injured or if I got a hate mail, you know, a, a letter or an email that was abusive, um, yeah. felt it attacked my character or, or my boss was doing things that were negative towards me. Then in the past, I would keep sharing that with coworkers or family or friends and, so every time I get to relive it, yeah, and there's a chemical reaction and to often, that and, reliving. And not only do you relive, relive it, oftentimes people in our life validate our feelings. You're right. right. Oh my gosh, that's so unfair. Yeah. And now you're. I'm so sorry that happened, happened to you. you. Oh, how are you doing? How? Are you? And so it, it's. So I get a payoff for right. it. And that's why I continue to go to the next person. Did I tell you what happened to me? Yeah, absolutely. And so you can be addicted to suffering, I think is what you're saying. Well, I, I think you can. And, and what's interesting is suffering's a habit, as is most of our emotional responses that we habitually do. Because a habit is just an automatic response to something. Right. So we don't think of habits that way. So suffering's a habit. I have the habit of suffering. And, and if you think about it, Habits are addictive things. They're pathways. Well, yeah, that they're, have, they're they're pattern. Like right? they're they're, pattern. they're ways of being. Right. And so there's some habits that we can we can admit to being addicted to. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are addicted to coffee. Some, and but when you come down and you say suffering, people are like, "Ooh, I'm not addicted. To I'm that. not addicted to suffering." But it's the same pattern. It's the same thing. When this happens, I do this, and I continue to do it until something else comes and replaces it. Then I talk about that thing. So. I think the first thing is understanding that it's a habitual response to something you may not like. You know what I just thought of? Wait, can she, do we just say that one more time before you think? Sure. Habitual response mm-hmm. to something we don't like. like. Or something that has us feel out of control. Or something that we feel the victim of. It's a habitual response. And if you just sort of think about it that way, it's like, oh, yeah. It just happens, and now I get to decide. So what did you think of, Ken? Well, when there isn't enough bad happening to me or in my life for me to share that and suffer, then I'll share in someone else's suffering. You know, like you, I'll watch mm. the news and see how this this person was injured or that, that country attacked that country. Absolutely. And then I talk about that suffering. And, and it's almost like third-party suffering. I'm suffering on behalf of them, but, and I'm looking for a response from the person I'm talking to. Well, what's interesting is it's almost like society has conditioned us to look for suffering. And we and for many people, they feel alive through suffering because we they haven't been programmed for gratitude. They haven't been programmed to look for good things. Their conditioning is... Did you hear what happened on the news? Did you see this? Did you, so we're, we're almost taught to look at and be attracted to suffering. It, yeah. So it, so it becomes a habitual conversation. And then for those people who were like, 
Yeah, I'm not talking about suffering. I'm talking about how wonderful life is. They're like, you're not realistic. You're so pie in the sky. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's like good news is not news. It's right. It's not like, what? What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so we live in an environment where suffering is almost like passed on through our conditioning, our environment, our socialization. So when you start being like, oh my gosh, life is wonderful. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. People are like, what is wrong? Where I usually you? tell people life is so good. If it was any better, there'd be a law against it. Absolutely. People don't know how to handle that. So I, I would, when someone <laughs> go, how are you doing? I'd say, excellent. And they'd be like, oh, oh okay. What is that? Like, what are you <laughs> supposed to do with that? Right. That's, that's interesting. So that's our environment. Being excellent is a choice. It is. And even when things aren't always going the way I want and I could choose suffering, I will still choose excellent. Right. Because I think, let's be real, we could always choose suffering. That's it's, There's enough hard mm. stuff that comes at us. There's enough stuff in life that really yeah. isn't going our way. Things that we wish hadn't happened or we wouldn't ideally go after. So you mm. are making an excellent point. I love what you said. I, you, can, can always choose suffering. Mm -hmm. the, the mastery or the discipline is to choose not to suffer in the face of things not going right. 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 Because that's how we shift our life. Mm. Despite our circumstances. It, it, it sounds very biblical, like, you know, choosing joy, having joy in the midst of poor circumstances. Right. Is a choice. And and they say that joy is not created by external circumstances. Joy is a chosen way of being. It's an inside yeah. job. It's an inside joy. Mindset so, mastery. Man, she's good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so no matter what's going on, do I have the discipline, do you have the discipline to choose joy, to yeah. choose happiness, to choose solution? And you know what you have the choice of doing right now? You have the choice of deciding whether you want to look up SuzanneHart.com, S-U-Z-A-N-H-A-R-T.com, and looking into her Mindset Mastery Mentoring. Sounds fascinating. I think I'll be there. <laughs> you are there on I've a regular basis. been there, done that, but you know, you never can get enough of a good thing. Well, we never get past it. Absolutely. But this is the interesting thing. We come together and we mastermind all the time. We mastermind around your kitchen table. Which we're kind of doing right now. We're just letting everybody else that's, sit that's in right. on the conversations that we have around this kitchen table. So the mastermind is a similar thing. It happens online for, from with people across the country who are coming together to mastermind and find solutions to what's for what's stopping mm. them from moving forward in their life. And that's done over Zoom so they don't have to travel to your kitchen. Yes. Or mine. Nice. 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 Yeah. So Eckhart Tolle said, if you're in the habit of creating suffering for yourself, you are probably creating suffering for others too that's deep that's heavy that is good heavy and deep <laughs> we're honored to be your advocates towards building wealthy lives and a life that is exponential moving forward with the Decker team moving forward together with the Decker team